is the Mizzou Sports Podcast, presented by the Columbia Daily Tribune. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Tribune's Mizzou Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron T. Robinson, here with sports editor Garrick Hodge once again. Um... Yeah, it's, I feel like it's been a long time, but it really hasn't been that long ago since we did a podcast. Been a little over a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots happened. I guess, yeah. Yeah, lots happened. Um, NFL draft. Um, Drew Locke got drafted to the Denver Broncos, fell out of the first round, landed um, in the second round, which is a surprise to a lot, a lot of people. Um, Spent bigger, a lot of unnecessary time watching the first round. Yeah, first four round. hours of that I'll never get, four hours of my life I'll never get back. We Neither of us are big NFL draft watchers. Like, we, we both kind of said that we enjoy, like, watching where our respective teams that we're fans of pick for yeah. about five to ten minutes, and yeah. then we turn it off and, you yeah. know, watch other things. I don't like understand the ho- whole enjoyment of enjoyment of watching people's names be called like I get like their whole lives are changing but like after the second round if my team's not picking I don't well what really that's not true I watch one in the first round because the Browns always picked early I'd watch until they pick and then I wouldn't watch and then the second round I'd watch until they pick and then I wouldn't watch the draft anymore but yeah it's it's tough I can't I can't watch that much like that that's a lot I can't watch the whole round no way yeah same um, so, uh, sorry, that was me hitting the table. Somebody was calling my watch. Um, calling your watch? Yeah, because it rings on my phone, but I don't know where my phone is, so I was getting it on my watch. Um, so yeah, it was weird. But anyway, um, so yeah, Drew Locke fell out of the first round, which is surprised a lot of people. Um, got picked up uh, pretty early in the second round, the first 11 picks. I think it was ninth pick. 10th pick because it wasn't the first Broncos pick as the second one um so pick 42 overall yeah so um so yeah right after the Broncos picked at 41 and then traded to get pick number 42 so yeah. after they passed on him at 41 I'm like oh my goodness I have no idea where this guy's gonna go yeah yeah and then they traded right back and you knew he was getting picked um so that that that's Drew, Drew Locke's a Denver Bronco now um I think the biggest surprise of everybody throughout the draft was um Emmanuel Hall he was expected to be a second-day pick. Um, he thought he might go somewhere in the um, third, fourth, fourth, maybe fifth-round range. Ended up falling completely out of the draft. Um, undrafted free agent picked up by the Bears. I'll take it. Garrick's Bears. I'll take it. Um, which is a surprise. I, did, I was shocked. I know Emmanuel has injury issues, but um, that was a shock. That was a complete shock to me. I thought at least somewhere in the fifth round somebody to take a chance on a guy with injury issues. Well, uh, at least he's going to have a chance to crack a roster. Um, Bears receiving corpse is pretty deep right now. No one that's like truly elite, but like a lot of roster locks at the moment. So he's basically going to be battling Javon Wims from Georgia last year, their seventh round pick from a year ago for that sixth and final roster spot. But if he doesn't get it, assuming he doesn't, you know, re-injure that hamstring, he's probably going to at least be a lock for the practice squad. Yeah, he battled, he along with the hamstring, he had a groin injury a lot last year, um, then had a hernia um right at the combine so he's battling a few things um, but I mean he has elite level speed I'd be surprised if he isn't on a roster somewhere next year um, along with other players Terry Beckner was the only other Mizzou player drafted on Drew Lockett drafted the first pick of the seventh round so that kind of surprised Bay me Buccaneers. that's where, about where he was expected to I get mean, drafted I guess I should clarify it didn't surprise me per se that he got drafted but that he got drafted over Emmanuel Hall yeah well no I would agree with that yeah I don't think anyone expected Emmanuel Hall not to be, not to be the second like I was 
kind of keeping tabs on it. And then I just saw first pick of the seventh round because I was like, okay, someone's got to take a flyer on Emmanuel here. Yeah. And then I just yeah. see Terry Beckner Jr. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Time to completely change Cam's lead to the story yeah. real quick. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was. It, I don't. It wasn't a surprise that Terry got drafted there. It was more of a surprise that he was his only other player drafted and not Emmanuel Hall. Um, so yeah, a few other people got picked up on like un, under undrafted free agent lot spots. Terrence Hall to the, going to the Patriots. Kendall, I'm running this off the top of my head. Kendall Blanton's going to the Rams. Demario Crocker's going to Houston. Paul Adams going to the Giants. Um, Cam Tony has a mini camp tryout with the Bears. Right. That could turn into nothing. Cam Hilton has a tryout with the 49ers. I think that's right. I believe that's right. Um, and a few other people. Um, so, yes, it's some, good, some good spots for a lot of people, the Mizzou players. I think a few of them have chances to make a roster. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens to them for them there. Um, so I guess I guess the biggest thing, because now the draft's a week week out now, we're gone, That's we're way past the draft, is looking ahead to Mizzou's draft next year. Um I think obviously Albert O is your your guy who, unless he has this very big setback, you think he's probably a first round pick next year. He just has the size, the speed, he has everything you want for a receiving tight end. He definitely NFL. passes the eye test. Uh, he's got the height. He's got the uh, you know measurements. Um, I think the only thing that might hurt him a little bit is that Kelly Bryant's a better runner than he is a thrower. Yeah. So his numbers might dip again. Yeah, like, but I don't think he's ever gonna you know catch eleven touchdowns again like he did his right. freshman. I, I think at that point it's about efficiency. It's about how well does he do does he do with the targets that he has he's going to be their red zone option Mm -hmm. um so i think he'll still get a lot of targets in the red zone would it be just how efficient is he with a quarterback who's not as gifted of a passer as drew lock was and to see if he can stay healthy too obviously with his injury that he got at the end of the year he missed the rest of the year and uh you know you hurt yourself two years in a row that's really going to take right yeah that hurt dip on your stock yeah so but if everything goes well for albert you'd expect him to be a first round pick um the Sports Illustrated mock draft had uh, Demarcus AC as the Missouri's other first round pick. Actually, yeah, I was a pick sure. after uh, Alberto. I could I can understand the interest in Demarcus AC because he has the measurables. Like he's a six two, two hundred pound receiver uh, corner that has pretty pretty good speed. And he's very physical. He's got a lot of length to him. Yeah, but he's just I don't know. He's I think he could his ball ball hawking abilities could be a little bit better. Um, he just makes he just seems to makes just some some bad plays sometimes. I'm not the Kentucky the, the Kentucky pass interference call out of this obviously, but Demarcus AC just he just seems to be in the wrong place at the wrong time sometimes yeah though i think his uh awareness leaves a lot to be desired sometimes yeah. but his athleticism recovers for his you know lack of awareness i guess sometimes but no i, I think he's definitely going to be a draft pick um nfl personnel don't leave lengthy corners yeah like but that. if he's not a first round pick unless he has a terrible year i think he's for sure at least a second day i think it's a second third round because that length that cor- at corner is just too good to it's too good, too, too good to pass on. I think the rest of Missouri's poor secondary kind of like left people forgetting how good Demarcus AC played at times. Last yeah, year. he was he was actually pretty good at times last year. Like yeah. uh, the other corners and some of the safety ended up being burnt toast by yeah. a lot of SEC. Yeah, Adam wideouts. Sparks was really was was not great last year. He was also hurt for most of, most of the time. Christian Holmes actually wasn't bad at times last year. Um, Cam Hilton was out there, not great, but not bad either. Um, but Demarcus AC really was the glue that kept that secondary together. Yeah, time. just because they've had, especially that Purdue game. You know, that Purdue game is just going to be a staple of how poor is the second could be at times but well South Carolina game too yeah that too I mean you there's plenty of games to choose yeah, from but yeah no um 
I know that the stigma of the secondary wasn't great, but it also, you know, takes away a little bit that DeMarcus Acey had an overall in nice year. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what he does this senior season. A few other guys to watch, I think, next year. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see what Larry Roundtree does. I'm not sure if he's ready to go to the draft quite yet, but if he has another 1,000-yard year, um, it'd be interesting to see what his decision is. I think he would have some people in his ear trying to tell him it's time to go. Um, I think someone to really watch will be Yasir Durant. Um, I think he could ha- he could have a really good year um, on the offensive line. Um, six seven, three hundred thirty pounds. He could be he could be a guy that a lot of teams look at. Um, trying to think of a few others. Um, I think if Kelly Bryant wants to play in the NFL, not necessarily at quarterback, he'd have a tryout just because of his freak athleticism. But it would I don't think it would be via the draft. I think he'd have to like walk onto a team somewhere and try to you know turn into the brad smith type of player but yeah yeah i think he he just needs to tighten up his i guess his passing passing ability i I think he's in the perfect system to do that i think Derek dooley helped drew out drew lock out a lot i think he'll also help kelly out a lot because he'll learn a lot um but i could see kelly getting in some kind of nfl system next year just it's just how teams are when they have a quarterback with multiple talents they usually try to take a chance on him. Um, so I could see Kelly getting drafted depending on the year he has as well. Um, trying to think if there's anybody else. Um, uh, you already touched on your Sue Durant. So, I'd, I mean, maybe someone comes out of nowhere and has a great year. But um, I don't think there's any draft-eligible wideouts that would be appealing. Yeah, too bad Jalen Knox isn't a junior because he should be one of them. Yeah. Um, I think he's he'll, he'll have his day. He'll yeah, have his for sure. Day. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we're not going to go too deep on the Mizzou football because we'll have time for that later this summer um, and into the fall and into fall camp. But that's just kind of a look at things for the draft. Um, before we get, before we go to our sponsors, I did want to touch on the Mizzou women's basketball. Um, we had some news for the team. We had some news for that this, this uh, week. Um, Mizzou was in the top five for. JUCO Player of the Year, former Top 100 player Natasha Mack, six four Post. If you know about the Mizzou women's basketball team, Post is kind of something that really needs to be filled. It's a big question mark going into next year with Sierra Porter going, um, you Emmanuel Tahan transferring. You really only have Hannah Shoots down there, um, so that was a spot that you really, really thought Natasha Mack might be the perfect person to fill that spot for Mizzou. She averaged twenty four points, twelve rebounds a game in JUCO. Um, but she actually chose Oklahoma State, which was, I think, was a surprise to a few people. Um, you were surprised, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought for sure. I thought, I mean, just I, I thought she was, I thought she was going to Mizzou. Um, I know, I, I, I was very surprised. When, but I mean, I had my story written that she was going to go to Mizzou, but obviously, I don't didn't know what Natasha Mack was doing. I, I wasn't in the, the, the Natasha Mack camp to know. But um, yeah, so. That um, she chose Oklahoma State, and that leaves a void in the post for Mizzou. Obviously, they could still they still have some recruiting to do. Um, this, the offseason isn't over for them yet. The recruiting period isn't over for them yet. But I mean, right now you're looking at a roster that has, like I said, Hannah shoots. It just, it just really hurts your interior depth for them going into next year. Yeah, no, it's uh, they have a lot to replace. Yeah, when you you look for, I mean, Sophie Cunningham's gone. Um, 
you your 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 leading return scorer is Amber Smith. You bring back Jordan Roundtree, who's a pretty a pretty capable utility player for them. Um, she'll have to score a little bit more next year, but I think you're big. You're asking a lot of your freshmen in Asia Blackwell and, ha- and Haley Frank, who are two top thirty recruits. Um, it'll to, also be interesting to see how Akira Levy comes back. Yeah, which I don't think she'll be ready by this season. I don't. That no, you're not returning from an ACL surgery that fast. When, what what time of year did she tear it? She didn't. She didn't have surgery till after the see after the tournament. Oh wow. She so, might she might not play the whole year. I mean I think she she'll could. be back. She I could. I think she'll be back probably midway through the season. But right before conference play. But I mean you it's another void there for a while. Um but you know, I mean that, that catch I'm not conditioning wise when she does come. Yeah, out, so, so and that's not me saying like I haven't heard from Robin Pinson or any of the program like that's a timetable they expect, but I'm just speaking from just knowledge of seeing play, players who suffer from ACL injuries trying to be back by October seems a bit unlikely. Yeah, um, I would doubt it. So, I mean, really, I mean, I think Mizzou is fine on the on the perimeter spot. I mean, Jordan Routh, you'd be fine. You have Jordan Chavis back. Um, you ha- you'll have Haley Brown, not Haley Brown, Haley Frank, Asia Blackwell, Amber Smith. Like, I think they have capable scores, but it's just their depth is going to be severely... This really taking taking a hit with Asia, without getting Asia Black will play what like two games the whole prep season. Yeah, so who knows if that has any lingering effects coming? Yeah, although she's she's got an invite to play with the USA basketball team this summer. That'll help. Um, and she's it's not like she hasn't been playing basketball. Um, she's a she's a top five top ten player in the in the class. She's she's a baller. Um, Haley Frank's Gatorade Player of the Year. Um, so I mean, you lose. And it's, there's not to compare them to Sylvie Cunningham, but you lose Sylvie Cunningham, and you get two players who could be um, building blocks for this program in the future. Um, you just don't know what next year looks like right now. Um, so, so that that's that's kind of a little bit of news from an update on the women's basketball team. Uh, um, then Natasha Mack. I guess signing to Oklahoma State was kind of the biggest, maybe the biggest news of Mizzou's time in the last few days. I don't can't think of any other news that we've had. Um, Jonte Porter will go to the combine. Um, obviously, will not do anything. Um, he'll just interview with teams. He can't physically do any of the the drills after having another ACL surgery a couple months ago. I, or a where month is ago. he going to get taken? Like, uh, the athletic mock job had him at forty three. Which isn't a bad spot if you just send him for you just because of his upside. J- Jonte's never been a player who's relied on his athleticism anyway. So it'll be interesting to see if if he sits out for another year, how that affects him coming back. Do you think there's any chance he gets Emmanuel Hall and just doesn't get drafted? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it just it depends if a team just wants to sign a player that's going to sit out again. He's not his brother, where the upside was like enormous. Yeah, top right. three. Put, pick if he sits out a year um and denver was a team that is was going to be fine with it without him this year anyway now i think that's what that those are going to be the type of teams you see jante getting a chance with it's going to be teams that are, know they're going to be in the postseason and know they're going to be contenders regardless of if jante plays or not maybe the south Kicks would be a nice landing yeah spot the spurs point. might not be a bad spot either uh, the warriors surely wouldn't be a bad spot either so um you could see there's there's a few, few teams that i could see jante being taken by um and taking a chance on um but yeah he'll be at the combine he won't participate in the drills but he will participate in interviews which i assume many of those interviews will be talking about like injury, injury. stuff yeah. Why? Why were you back early? Things of that nature. Um, so that why'd that'd be big for Jonte's draft draft stock. Yeah. Why'd you put yourself in a position to retire it? Yeah. Yeah. A exactly. Lot of questions like that. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I guess that's kind of the update on this Mizzou's big three sports. We'll go into spring sports right after a word from our sponsors. We would like to take this time to thank the sponsors for the Mizzou Sports Podcast, MU Healthcare. 
Columbia Water and Light, and Phyllis Nichols of State Farm. The University of Missouri Healthcare is proud to be the official sponsor of Mizzou Athletics. Columbia Water and Light encourages the efficient use of electricity and water because it can make a big difference for all of us. Find out more at ColumbiaPowerPartners.com. And contact State Farm agent Phyllis Nichols at 573-443-8727 for life, home, car insurance, and more. Now we'll send you back to the podcast. All right, welcome back. Thanks, thanks all as always to our sponsors. Um, always helps when we have different people sponsor the podcast. Um, if again, like we always say, if you want to be a want to be a sponsor, let us know and we can point you in a direction. We can't. We aren't the people that give you the sponsorship, but we can point you into the sales department and they can talk to you a little bit about about everything that goes into it. Um, so, kind of yeah, to get back into Mizzou sports. Um, Baseball and softball are into their last week. Both are in completely different spots than they were. Softball's in their last week. Softball's in their last week. Baseball has has three more weeks? Yep. Okay. Well, softball is into the last week. They have a completely different spot than they were last year at this point. Um, Last year, they were... They had to go into the Florida, go into the series against Florida, one of the two, one of the two best teams in the conference, and had to win the series to make the SEC tournament. They came very, very close. I mean, they were a, I, I can't remember the girl's name, but a Florida home run away from making the SEC tournament, which they were hosting. Um, they ended up not winning that series, not and watching the SEC tournament um, from the outfield while all the other teams played. This year with Larissa Anderson. Uh, at the helm, they're just a different, completely different position than they were last year. They're clinched. They're going to be in the SEC tournament. They will host South Carolina, who's number 16 in the country. Um, but number 16 in the country, but South Carolina is one of the, I think they're 10th in the SEC right now. Um, and Mizzou is tied for 7th. That just shows how loaded the SEC is in softball. Pretty competitive like conference. Number huh? 16 team in the country is 10th in the SEC right now. Um, that's absolutely nuts. But Mizzou is currently 7th, um, 10 and 11 in the com- conference, 30 and 21 overall. Um, they had a goal at the beginning of the year, which I remember Kayla Kessinger telling me this. Um, and I was like, I don't know. I guess we'll see how this goes. But she told me that we plan to be in the top half of the SEC this year. Um, they were very upset when people told them that they were going to be the worst team in the SEC, um, which I think kind of made sense because they were last year. You have a coaching change. You have people transfer. Um, it's understandable. Um, but they've been a complete turnaround um, and are in a pretty good spot going into this the last weekend in the SEC tournament. Uh, I would say that they're probably – a lock. I know. Last time we did a podcast, I was like on the verge of calling them oh, a lock for, for a the tournament. Yeah, yeah, they're lock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. every SEC team will make the tournament. Yeah, uh, it's just interesting how pretty much if you're an SEC team, you automatically get. Yeah, you just have so many chances to play top ten, top twenty, top that your RPI is just yeah. skyrocketed yeah, like exactly. crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they should be a lock for the tournament. I. It's just. They are coming off getting swept by Mississippi State last weekend. Um, you'd like them to win this series in South Carolina, going play, at least pull off one going into this tournament. Um, for them, I think they want obviously want to win all three. I think if they win the series or win all three, they're going to be in the top six in the SEC. Um, so that would be that's something to watch. I think for them, if they can get top six, they're in a really good spot seed wise. Um, and then obviously you have a really good year to build off of in the first year under Larissa Anderson. Do you think that Larissa Anderson has kind of surprised yourself with the yeah. team that uh, has come out? The, I mean, I know every coach is yeah. like, oh yeah, we're I think I think maybe a little bit. But. I mean, the beginning of the year you looked at the lineup and it's just like you have two senior, three seniors on the roster, and then you look at the lineup and everyone else is like 
freshmen and sophomores or redshirt freshmen and redshirt sophomores. It's it's been pretty unbelievable what they've been able to do so far. I honestly think that this is you're looking at all the Mizzou sports. I think this is the best turnaround, not the best, maybe not the best coaching job because Mizzou swimming had a really good year this year with some of the stuff that they've had going on. Um, but in terms of just a turnaround from not making SC tournament to being a lock um, and beating a lot of really good teams for this year under Lewis Anderson's first year, I think it's probably the best turnaround and that Mizzou's Mizzou sports any Mizzou sports team has had this year um, they were they were bad last year it's definitely a very good argument the other only team that could make an argument for them is its diamond ball, diamond counterpart yeah the baseball. baseball team the only argument I would have for softball is that baseball made that sea tournament and Mizzou and softball did not yeah, but they also haven't made a regional like the tournament. It's since. it's obviously hard to make. It's a, a lot harder to make yeah, it in baseball. In, yeah, in baseball. I mean, Texas A and M may not make the SC tournament in softball, and it's probably going to make it a regional. Yes. So it's a lot harder to make it in baseball. I mean, there's good arguments for both. Yeah. There's good arguments for both. But I for, mean, the the moral of the story is that both of them have had very pleasant surprise yeah. seasons. Yeah, and for for I just think it's just impressive for them to do it in their first year under Lewis Anderson with pretty much all sophomores. Um, and freshmen. Um, but yeah, so like you said, baseball, obviously in a good position as well. Third in the SEC East right now, 10, 10 and one in the conference, 31 and 15 and one overall. Um, yep. Picked to finish last in the East in the preseason, picked to finish second to last in the SEC just behind, uh, Alabama. Right. Which Alabama is currently last in the conference. So at least, at least the coaches got that one, right? Yeah. Um, no, I think this is the biggest weekend of the year for Mizzou baseball. They are on the road at Tennessee, which is a team. Right Tony below Vitello, them. former Mizzou baseball player. Yep. The team right below them in the standings. The um, team that knocked them out of the SEC tournament last year. Well, that, no, the team that Mizzou knocked out of the SEC tournament last year. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, those two teams always play really competitively against each other. Um, big weekend last weekend for Mizzou at South Carolina. They had a combined no-hitter on Saturday going into the ninth inning and then they allowed it with one out so I don't know Eric Blum who was covering the game probably jinxed it or something in the press yeah, box probably. but um, no I, I think uh, Missouri is really close to getting their first regional since 2012 and their first regional since they've transitioned to the SEC which would be a huge monumental step for that program and they'll be eligible since their appeal won't be ruled on until June at the earliest so, so yeah it'd be interesting to see how they finish out the last three weeks um, Tennessee is obviously not a slouch playing there is not a South and Vitello knows a lot about Mizzou and the program and he always has obviously anytime you're a former player of a program and you're playing that for your alma mater like you have a chip on your shoulder a little bit um, especially knowing last year Tennessee and Mizzou were playing for the final spot in the tournament and Mizzou got the best of the best of Tennessee as well so I imagine that they're gonna be pretty pumped up for that series Mizzou as well. needs to take two out of three from Tennessee because after that series they go on the road at Vanderbilt and Which isn't very likely. No, Vanderbilt is uh, the best team in the East right now, and probably the best or one of the best in the SEC. Um, well, they're tied first in the SEC. Yep, yep. With Arkansas. No, Vanderbilt's always poured a lot of money into their baseball program because you know they haven't really been great at anything else lately. But um, well, that's most of the SEC. Most of the SEC teams pour a lot into. I mean, look, Arkansas does a ton. Arkansas. LSU does a ton. Um, there's a lot of teams in the SEC that do that, that 
pour a lot of money into baseball. So I think they need to take two out of three from Tennessee because I think you'll be lucky to win a game at Vanderbilt. Maybe I'm wrong, but you'll be lucky to win a game. And then you close the year with a three-game homestand against Florida, which hopefully you take two out of three there. And Mizzou's been like unreal good at home this year. They've gone 22-3 and three at Taylor Stadium. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's kind of how these last these teams will close out the season. Um, Mizzou softball will host South Carolina in the year um, and then go into the SEC tournament, which is in College Station um, this year. Um, and then, obviously, a few, few weeks left for Mizzou baseball. Um, trying to think if there's anything else we need to add. Um, I'm trying to run through the sports and see if there's anything. Do you know if there's anything? Don't think so. I'm drawing a blank as well as you are. Okay. Um, well, if that's the case, then, we'll, then we appreciate you guys listening to the Mizzou Sports Podcast. Um, subscribe, rate, wherever you get your podcast from. Um, but only rate if it's five stars. If it's not five stars, then don't rate. If you have a complaint, you know who to tweet at? Yeah, tweet at Daniel Jones. He still loves getting those tweets. Yep. Um, but yeah, seriously, we appreciate you guys for listening. Subscribe to the Tribune. Um, you can read all of our work at ColumbiaTribune.com. We'll have a lot of stuff from both Mizzou softball and Mizzou baseball this next this weekend. Um, and some hopefully some Mizzou basketball stuff coming up next week. Um, and, a, and a few other Mizzou stories as well. Um, we try to keep that updated as much as possible. Um, follow us on Twitter. I'm at CJ underscore T. Garrick is at Garrick underscore Hodge. Hey, you finally nailed it, it on the head I this got week. it. I remembered it from last week. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening. Oh, and I for, totally forgot to think of an outro. Um, you promised. Yeah, I know. I, I had a lot of stuff going on. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Garrick, do you have an outro? We out. to Mizzou's Sports Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher.